appreciate you coming on, Rocco. Thanks, um, man. Excited for this. As I, the last podcast I had on was my good friend Kevin O'Loughlin. Yeah. And I, he lives like two streets over, and I haven't <laughs> seen him in forever. And it's cool doing these with friends of mine because it, it gives us, just like we do our dinners once yeah, a month and absolutely. everything, it gives us an opportunity to just kind of catch up yep. and talk business, keep more structured and formalized yep. and, you know, more um, focused on the conversation that we're trying to have. And yeah. it's just good, man. And, and obviously our, our relationship, our friendship over the last couple of years yeah. is you become one of my closest friends. Oh, I appreciate that. It's really, really cool to see what you got going on. It's cool Thank to you. see where you, you know, the changes that you made a couple of years ago, yeah. um, the, the direction and everything that we have, um, at least with what you go, have going on in the next three months, six months, yeah. 12 months, 18 months. And then that, that level just continues to change. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely been a fucking journey, man. Yeah. It's, and I, I appreciate you having me on. First of all, I mean, this is, uh, I'm excited. For and, sure. uh, this is like our monthly talk, which is great. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a wild couple of years, man. I mean, well, we, we kind of connected a few years ago. Like I think one of the first fashion shows I came to, did you, did you come to the one in the strip district? Was that the uh, no the one? It was when we moved to Southside. Okay, remember when it all got messed so up? That, that was, was the two, first year I sponsored. 2018, then. Yeah, yeah, and then we did the one up here. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's been a fucking wild ride yeah. from you know leaving corporate America to starting my firm to where we are now. Like the billboards are going up tomorrow. Like, yeah. It's just like holy shit, what's happening? So, yeah. but it's fun, man. It's a fun journey, definitely. How, how did we first connect? Do you remember? It, it was honestly the suits. Like I. I reached out uh, some, uh, maybe Alvin or someone reached out to me okay. through LinkedIn. I'm like, yeah, like I definitely, I, I like suits. I'm a lawyer, uh, got it. And then I sponsored the fashion show yep. the first year. And that's how we, and we just started connecting after that and having conversations about just business and shit like that. And it just kind of exploded from there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I feel the same way. I mean, you've been, you become one of my closest friends and I appreciate it, man. It's, it's been a fun ride. Well, that, and that's, that's the most rewarding. And I say this every time I bring somebody yeah. in and talk with them, man, the people that you meet along the way, it's, it's crazy how different stages of your life, yeah. you meet pe different people, you have, you have different wants, you have different needs. Um, your circle changes, your friends yeah. circle changes, your business colleagues, their, yep. cha their, everything changes in their life. And as you're, as you grow and as you focus on what that end goal is mm -hmm. in life, that circle continues to evolve. And a lot of the times they're cliche sayings, which we all know yeah. those, but whenever you're living them and you, and you actually understand them, mm -hmm. they're, they're there for a reason. I mean, the, the, the truest statement is, you know, the, the circle gets tighter as you, as you develop as a person, as a business owner, I've noticed that in my own life, right? You know, I have, I have my close friends. It'll always be, you know, my best friends from college, from growing up, from law school, but you know, having, you know, 20 close colleagues five years ago to now 10. And it's just, it's tight. The circle gets tighter, but it, they're deeper relationships, right. higher quality. You, you start to eliminate negativity from your life. You eliminate just the shitty relationships. And, and let's be honest, we all have those along the way, especially in business. You know, I think as entrepreneurs, as we hit different levels of success, people get envious and then that's where the negativity comes in. And you have to, as an entrepreneur or a business owner, have to recognize when that's happening and cut those ties. And that's the hardest thing to do, especially when there are people you've been close with over the years. And not that I've had to like cut really close people out of my life, but there are people that I just don't associate with anymore just because there's no point to right. it. 
And it's, it's a hard thing to do, but that's how you grow as a person and as a business owner, I believe. Yeah, that, that's been a challenge for me. And a lot of the times, too, I mean, I, I love my alone time, man. Yeah. I love being by myself. I love driving. I love the windshield time. Mm -hmm. I like to think. I like to clear my mind. You know, I get up. I started this year. A lot of it's because we, we talked about weight loss yeah. and stuff like yep. that. I started meditating. I get up at 545, 6 o'clock yeah. every morning. Um, I, I get up and I stretch, which I've never done that before. Yeah. Um, I need to do that, man. Dude, it's, it's changed my life. I'm the most unflexible motherfucker. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm going to start tomorrow morning. Give yourself 15 to 20 minutes okay. tops. Okay. And, and you don't have to look up anything. Just literally stretch until you feel like you're a little bit loose. Okay. And I'm, I've been doing it for about a month and a half now, two months. Yeah. And my goal by the end of this year is to be able to do a split. There's no reason. There's no rhyme. There's nothing. <laughs> and I think a lot of it's because I do, you know, Muay Thai, yeah, right. mixed yep. martial arts and everything. So it, it obviously is going to help from that benefit. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, I, Rogan's one of my um, favorite podcasters yeah. that I listen to. And, and, you know, he's 54, 56, mm -hmm. something like that. He could do a split. And I was just thinking the other day, I was like, you know, it's kind of cool to be that in shape and yeah. that flexible and, and just healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Essentially. Yeah. And I feel like that as, you know, I'm what, how old am I? 43. And fitness to me now back in the day it was about like looking good and you know just being strong now it's about functionality being able to function in life and i i the stretching is definitely something i lack doing like i don't do it very often and i'm not very flexible i i know i should start I, I'll, I'll get on yoga kicks every once in a while where i'll tell myself oh, i'm gonna do yoga three times a week and i'll do it once i'm like fuck this this is too hard but i need to start doing that and that's what you know you got to get uncomfortable to grow so I, I started doing yoga. A couple of the WWE people that I, I work yeah. with are big into yoga. And I, I never really got into it. I, I would try. I would do online classes. And I got so distraught because of the it was just hard. Yeah. And I, I had no flexibility. So that's why I actually stopped doing yoga and just said, okay. I'm going to stretch on my own. And I, 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 had, I have no goal other than to wake up and stretch. And whatever comes from that is great. Okay. And then I saw in a, in a quick two to three weeks is when it, it took about two weeks to really start seeing any change. Okay. And then once that change happened, that's when my mind said, okay, well, what else can I do? How far can yeah. I take this? Just like anything else, yep. you know, guys like guys and gals like you and I do. Yeah. You just try to see and test your limits to, yeah. to add another part of your life to encompass the overall growth of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, uh, that's a really interesting point that I think a lot of people miss. It's like they get very comfortable in life and then they think that's it. And it's, you know, to me, and I was having this discussion today in the office with uh, Matt who works for me, you know, he, he kind of came on and we're, we're building a different type of law firm. Like that's our goal. We're building something different. It's fun. We, we see a vision. And I was just telling him about kind of when I left corporate America, you know, I was making great money and I just said, fuck it. I'm resigning one day. And I was going to start, you know, I had my practice started on the side, but. Are, are you comfortable sharing financials? And yeah, what, what you gave up? Yeah. I mean, I, I was making about a quarter million a year yep. um, between salary and bonus. And and how, I, how old were you at that time? Frank? I was I, 40. Okay. It was, it was right. Uh, yeah. Because I left, I resigned at the beginning of 2018. I turned 40 in August of 17. So the story was, so I was with this company for. 14 years, I was general counsel there. I had started my private practice on the side, like in 2013, just to help out friends of mine that needed LLCs or needed contracts done. Well, it started to take off. And I'm like, huh, okay. Like, but I couldn't do too much because I had a full-time job. The company I worked for, we were going through an acquisition. The management just, I didn't, I didn't see the vision they had. And when they, the, the, the one of my close friends was a CFO. 
they fired him. And I'm like, why? Like, he's the only one doing anything. Like, he was cutting costs, running really lean. The company wasn't growing, but they didn't hold sales accountable. So they fired him. And I was like, shit, like, this doesn't make any sense. So. And he was there for a while, I would assume. He was there for about three, four years. And we developed a really, and we're still, he's one of my clients now, which is interesting. They have a new company they started. Um, but. So they, they, they did this. I'm thinking to myself, this doesn't, you know, this isn't for me anymore. And then they brought the new CFO and who I think was a great guy. And I probably would have got along with him, but he came in the, he came into Pittsburgh. Uh, he scheduled like an eight hour meeting with me one day because we were getting acquired by this Chinese company. And I was right in the thick of it, this due diligence, you know, involved in this whole transaction. So he comes into town to meet me, literally blocked my calendar for eight hours. I walk into the conference room. We, we sit down, we introduce ourselves. I say, look, you know, before we get started, I just want to let you know I'm resigning. And his face just turned like, like fucking white. Like you saw a ghost, yeah. Like there was no succession plan for me. And this is something that I, you know, I was the lawyer. You know, we had lawyers internationally, but I, I ran the legal department here in the U.S. And there was no one to replace me. So it was like, oh shit, what are they going to do? And it was, you know, when you think you're going to have that climatic moment and it wasn't for me. It was just like, I did it. And I walked to the room like, huh. That really wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I had like a four week notice period. So I just kind of wrote it out for four weeks and then left and we went on vacation and I came back and I started, you know, doing it. And I really hadn't figured out what I was going to do. I was trying to, you know, I was in the speaking, I was doing different things. I was in, involved in different businesses and wasn't sure I was going to do the practice full time. I was kind of doing it part time. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm like, shit, like, what did I do? Did I make a mistake? Cause I went from making X to, you know, my first month in practice, I made five grand. I'm like, so it was, fuck. it was, Hey, I'm, I'm walking away from this opportunity. That's when you said yeah. it's time to start full time. Yeah. And you had that intention going into that meeting. Yeah. It was like, it was, I, I knew at that point, like I wanted to bet on myself. I said, whatever that, whatever that ends up being, whether it's me being a lawyer full time or getting into other businesses full time at that point, I didn't know. I just knew I wanted to bet on myself. So when I resigned, it was kind of like, I had a couple months to figure it out, but then all of a sudden I was like, oh shit. And what I, what really helped me really develop and grow my firm was eliminating distractions, getting rid of the other businesses I was involved in. Like really, I was chasing too many rabbits. Right. And once I started chasing one rabbit and not focusing on money, like that was the other problem I had too. Like I started, you know, when you, when you leave a job making good money and all the benefits and I have a family to support, it's like, okay, I know I need to make X amount per month. And, and you was, already had a lifestyle established, all yeah. that stuff too, yeah. And I ha so I, I kept shooting for this number every month. I had to hit this number. That was my number that I knew I'd be comfortable. And I was always hitting either a little bit above it or a little bit below it. It wasn't, there was no exponential growth. And then the business coach I was working with, who I still work with to this day, is, you know, has changed my life dramatically. He told me, he said, dude, just stop focusing on the number. Just focus on being the best fucking lawyer you can be. And it was like, it clicked yep. and that was it. And from there, like exponential growth. Yeah. And that's how we got to, you know, I was a solo practitioner. So now I have five people working for me. And, and what, what was the time frame? What, two years from there? 15 months. Yep. Honestly, I mean, I started working with him. So that was 18 when I resigned, right? So it was kind of the rest of 18 was really just figuring out. So 19 was really the first year I said, I'm doing this full time. So you know, had a great year in 2019 and then 2020, like I doubled the revenue from 2019 and then we're on pace to double it again this year. And it's just, Good for you. it's just, and it's like, cause we're doing it differently. Like yeah. I, I saw 2020 as an opportunity year. I saw 
a lot of things big law firms did wrong or even mid-sized law firms did wrong. I just adapted and we got a good team and we have fun. Like, we have fun doing what we do and it's that's important. So that, that like, I always try to tell people at the end of the day, you control your destiny yeah. as an individual mm-hmm. and that, that doesn't necessarily mean financially or it does, right? It depended mm-hmm. on your situation. But I think it's it's overall the mindset on life in general yeah. is really where the power is that embedding on yourself, whether it's, hey, I wanna just, I wanna stretch and be better yep. at stretching. It's, I wanna be a better brother, a better husband, better son, yeah. a better f- business person. Mm-hmm. All those things, and you know, as a society, and we always talk about this as a society, yeah. you're groomed into being what you're told to be, and you're yeah. groomed to think inside this narrow box. And oftentimes, I think that so many companies and so many businesses don't even appreciate who they have as their teammates. Yeah. And there's, I think we're going through a big, and I'd love your opinion on this, but yeah. I think we're going through a big business mentality flush out right yeah Where i agree that old school generation mm-hmm. of you got to do this and first one in last one out those yep. are the those are the true winners of the company yeah it's not the same anymore no it's it's definitely not the the work environment has changed the way we work has changed and you know i, I really believe there's there's two types of people right there's people that just are comfortable being employees right they like that comfort they like knowing they're going to make x amount of money they they know they know what they have to do every day they get to come home and they get to forget about it or just stop. The other type is the people that just like like risk, like uncertainty. And that's kind of where we fall in, right? We're on that other side of the fence where I couldn't be an employee. I can't work for anybody else. There's no, I did it. There's no fucking way I would go back. No way, because I like to control my own destiny. But you have, it takes a certain level of guts you have to have. And I think we're seeing, you know, since COVID happened and, and all this shit politically, I think we're seeing a big shift in mentality. People are starting to see opportunities and I think they're willing to take more risk. I still think there's going to be people that are just very risk adverse. They're never going to do it. But I think those people that kind of fell in the middle are now gravitating more towards because there's way more opportunity out there. You just got to be able to see it. And I think if you open your eyes and you're willing to work, like that's the, that's the key variable is work. Like it's fucking hard. It's not easy. It's every day, all day. It's not, I don't have a nine to five job. You know, I've been up since 4.30 this morning. Like it's 7.30 at night. It's, I'll be doing stuff when I get home. It's, you have to be willing to make those sacrifices, but you get to live the life you choose. And that's what I love about it. It's a journey and it's, I do think things have changed substantially. Yeah, I think, I think whenever, my biggest thing for my mindset is that I incorporate everything I do and mm-hmm. this is even now dieting and stuff like yeah. that is it's a lifestyle yeah yes so it's 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 not I have a job where I have this because yep. I've worked harder in the last five six years than I have in my entire life yeah. and it's cliche but I don't feel like I've yep. worked at all it's been some of the darkest moments of my life yeah. some of the best moments of my yep. life but overall I am in control of my destiny overall yeah. I'm in control of when I wake up how do I feel yep when you wake up and you feel positive and mm-hmm. you feel good and you feel refreshed, yeah. doesn't matter if you have a million things on your plate, you say, okay, I'm gonna attack this list and here's how I'm gonna get through yeah. there. And you strategize and figure it yep. out. But when you're relying on yourself, you have to really trust yourself. Yeah. And most people, I think, don't trust themselves to mm-hmm. the capability that they should because I don't think they understand how strong their mind actually is or human beings' mind in general. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's a great point and I think, that's something I, it took me a long time to figure out, right? Because I, I always, I always say, you know, you know, I have a 19 year old son, so I always say, you know, I didn't figure out how to be a man till I hit my mid 30s. 
Because I think you just, when, when you're in your 20s, you're, you're figuring yourself out. You don't know as a man, and I'm only speaking from my experience, that you just don't know who you are. Like you're very, you don't know what your mind's capable of. You don't know what you're capable of. And then I feel like when I got into my 30s, I started to figure out, I'm like, wait a minute. Like if I just put my mind to it, and, and if I'm willing to do what it takes, if someone else is, I always, I look at it like this. I always say, if someone else has done it, that means it can be done. Yep. And I'm just like, okay, I just got to figure out how. Like I always tell my kids, don't ever say you can't do something. Say you can't do it yet. That just means you haven't figured it out. Like you have to find the solution. You have to find the path. And, you know, to you, like, like you said, the lifestyle, like, like I knew I wanted to build a life. I didn't want a job. I didn't want to feel like I had to go to work. Now I, it's a lifestyle. Like yeah. I, I joke with my team. I'm like, I feel like I just own a business and I just show up and just hang out with friends. Yeah, it's like, cause I love everybody that I work with. Like we have fun, like we do good work and, and we have amazing clients and I'm thankful for the clients I have and the employees I have and the team and, and we're building something special and what feels so good. It's like, I don't feel like it's hard. Right. It's just, you, I have this mindset when I like I get excited to go to work every day, to go to my office and see the people and work with the people and, and build new things and just see the growth we're having. And I think th that's a special thing and not everybody gets to experience that. And I think if if you're looking to take that risk, I would encourage anybody to do it. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck for a while. But if you just keep pushing forward the end result is something you can't even imagine. And I mean, I, I would never go back. Yeah. Never. It's, it's opened my eyes immensely. And I'm, I'm at an interesting stage now where um, I'm trying to figure out my next play, whether okay. that, and, and that may consist of me leaving Pittsburgh, sure. which I never really thought I would do. Yeah. Um, one as long thing, as I can still get the suits, man. We'll still, Chris is still <laughs> holding down the fort here. And, and we're, I, side note, <laughs> I told her the other day, every time that you buy a suit, I speed up your order to sleep. I know, she said that. Sleep <laughs> I'm like, well, you got me the three weeks this time. I was like, it's going to be like three days next time, so I'm going to get another one when you bring it. It's just it's just a matter of fact. I think I sped up your order for like 12 or 13 days. Just to, <laughs> And I was like, don't say anything, and then no, just fine. see what happens. Yeah, no, I, got, I ordered another one of it, because I love them. Like, it's... I, uh, all kidding aside, like, you know, a, a, a little bit of advertising for your business, like, you know, I'm... I'm a stocky built dude. Yeah. Like I can't buy a suit. When I found you guys, like it was, it's the easiest process yeah. in the world. It's like, she comes to my office, all my sizes are there. She kind of knows what I like already. So she doesn't show me this shit that there's no chance. I'm not going to get a green plaid suit. It's right. not me. And it's just, boom, she delivers it. I buy the next one. It's, and they fit fucking phenomenal. If we can increase our turnaround time for every, <laughs> at once a week, yeah. we just increased our, our revenue $50,000. Yeah. So we're great. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly, um, and you would get it out of me. Definitely. So, so no, and I pre appreciate the hell out of you, man. <laughs> no. It's been awesome. Um, so the one thing I, I've been traveling a lot back and forth to Florida, yeah. and that's kind of where I'm kicking my, my okay. tires about potentially moving. Yeah. Obviously we're in Pittsburgh. We have a great setup here. I'll keep the house. I'll be back and forth yeah. a ton. One thing that I was really understanding, and this is what I think is is the true value in life, and and what you'd said earlier was, hey, until my early to mid thirties, yeah. where everything clicked, and for me, thirty two, thirty three, which was two years ago, yeah. is really where I started seeing that change and finally understanding and identifying who I truly am as a man, yeah. person, what I want, what I don't want, yep. what I'll tolerate, what I won't tolerate, and then you just sharpen that that tool yeah, even absolutely. more. And the, the biggest thing that I'm starting to understand is 
in life, you know, I used to have these goals of making X amount a year mm -hmm. and that meant successful and everything yeah. else. And I realized if, you know, if, if you make 150,000 a year, a hundred thousand a year, 250,000, 350,000, up to 500, 600,000 yeah. a year, you're really living the same life. Yeah, exactly. You, you may have a, a, a 500 to a thousand square foot more in the house. Yeah. You may have another, a car that's $50,000 mm -hmm. more, $20,000 yeah. more, but you're still getting the same shit. You're yeah. going on trips once or twice yep. a year, same thing. You're putting a little bit of money away, whatever. I've found out that my goals are not financially motivated anymore. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're about building and what yeah. comes with that, but convenience. Yeah. Convenience yep. is my goal. And even, you know, I, I was driving around Pittsburgh last week or two weeks ago, and it's, you know, Pennsylvania has been struck pretty hard with yeah. COVID and everything that's happened, shut down with all these businesses and yeah. these rules and regulations. And then when I go to Florida, I just look and it frustrates me because I'm like, man, this shit is wide open. Yeah. People are healthy. People are running around. The sunshine's helping and all the benefits yeah. that you hear are actually taking place. Absolutely. And that's what stemmed my mindset on potentially moving and yeah. figuring things out. And then I come back to Pittsburgh and I'm driving around and I'm like, man, like, I, I have everything I want here. Yeah. I have everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not a millionaire. Yeah. You know, I have, I have, I have great businesses. Yeah. I, I'm on the way to doing great things. Yeah. But there's a lot that I don't have from a convenience standpoint. Yeah. And then I start comparing Florida. I'm like, you know, you can live there. It's like vacation 12 months out of the yeah. year from a yeah. weather standpoint. No, you're right. Absolutely. Um, the sun's always shining. You you care about your fitness and your health a yeah. little bit more because yep. the weather's always there. You're dressed lighter. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of benefits. But it really made me think like, man, the, the play is all about convenience. Yeah. Convenience mm -hmm. makes your life better. Convenience makes your life easier. Convenience allows you to come here at seven o'clock on a yeah. Tuesday to do a podcast yeah. when yep. you have a family yeah. um, and you have a business and then you're going to go home and work more and do yeah. other things. But the convenience is what allows you to do these things to thrive in your life. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and I maybe I don't use the word convenience. I, I use the I call it freedom, right? It's I when I first got in the business and when I was younger too, I went to law school, I wanted to make a ton of money. Like I, I grew up low middle class, you know, my, my parents, you know, did everything they could to get me to where I am. And, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have a lot. I grew up in Newcastle, small town, you know, low middle class. It was just, you know, I didn't have like, never thought I would drive like a nice car. You know, it's just, I just grew up differently. So my first motivation being a lawyer was I wanted to make a shit ton of money. As I've gotten older, it's not about the money anymore. It's about the legacy one. Like I want to build something. Like when I started this firm, I said, I want to build something that no one thinks I can. It's kind of like the fuck you. Like I can do this differently than it has to be done. That every lawyer thinks it needs to be done. But then it's also about the freedom, right? It's, I get to do what I want every day. Like I get to decide what I want to work on, who I want to work with, what time I want to go in the office, when I want to leave. Like there's no one to answer to. And yes, if I want to make money, like I have to do certain things, but I'm at that point in my life where I don't really worry about that anymore. I just operate and it's a great feeling. It took a, I mean, I'm 43. It took a long time to get here and a lot of struggle and a lot of fear and worry and stress, but it's, it's to you, it's convenience and I call it freedom. That's, that's the main thing. It's in, in, I think when you have that the money just comes right. because you operate differently. When you, when you start feeling that level of freedom and like, I can come here on a Tuesday night. I don't like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And it just, it just opens your mind to opportunities. And I think you just start seeing the world differently and you start, you're willing to take more risks. 
you're willing to go after different things. And I think that's when you start seeing exponential growth in business. That's at least my path, which I've seen happen so far. So, well, so when you talk about the motivation and, yeah. and where you, you know, I just want to do stuff that people never thought I could do yeah. or this or that, were there people in particular, and you know, you don't have to name names or anything, or there were, were there situations in particular, or was it just overall, you know, Hey, I'm having a conversation and you could tell someone doubted that conversation yeah. and that shit over time pisses you off. And it's yeah. just like, you know, fuck off. Wait, do you see what I got in store for you? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's literally what it was. I mean, there's a couple instances and I'm not going to name names of, of people I've talked to that was like, Oh, you know, you're taking a big risk, you know, solo, solo lawyers, you know, the average solo lawyer, you know, makes 70,000 a year after 10 years. I'm like, okay. I'm like, we've been doing this two years and that's what we're making a month. Right. And it's just like, fuck you. Like I know how to do this. And it's, it was that like, I'm a competitive person by nature, right? Like not, not to the point where it's like, you know, evil or vindictive, but it's like, if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it just to prove you wrong. Not in a bad way, but just because it's just, it's my nature and, and having those conversations and just being around other lawyers that just looked at it the old way. I'm like, there's a different way to practice law. And I, and I always give the example. I was interviewing someone yesterday for, we're hiring another lawyer. And I was telling her, I said, there's two types of lawyers in my mind. There are the lawyers who practice law, like they're the traditional lawyers. Then there are entrepreneurs who sell legal services. That's what I am. I said, I'm a salesman first. Like I'm a business owner first. I just happen to sell legal services. When you think about it that way, you approach business differently. Like I market differently. Like the, like the billboard we're putting up. But, I mean, it's a it's a funny billboard. But like, go ahead and share the the story on that <laughs> too, because that it's a pretty cool look. Yeah. And it's way so from a marketing perspective. It's not what you see. Yeah, right. And and then after you go into this, I want to explain my th my feeling of you yeah. and and that side of things because I I as a business owner, I had a very difficult time. And and those of you don't, that don't know, Rocco is my business attorney on everything that we run into. Yeah. Whether it's we're partnering for another project, whether it's uh, we're getting involved with another celebrity athlete, whether yeah. it's we're doing this or that, Rocco's the go-to on that standpoint. And I want to talk about how I landed on you with that after. Yeah. But you know, talk about the billboard because I think it's powerful i really do. yeah so it's so we were you know you guys have been doing marketing for us and we were thinking like how do we how do we get more brand awareness so we found this billboard company does digital billboards we you know my assistant negotiated a great price so we said what what kind of billboard do we want do we want to be like the boring lawyer like hey look at us we're lawyers call us like eh, no so we asked a bunch of people like billboards they remembered and there was really only two types of billboards either good-looking people or funny so I'm like, huh, like our part, like we're fun. Like we, we have fun. Like people don't think we're lawyers when they meet us. So we decided to do the billboard. You know, it's, it has our picture on it that, you know, our information, but at the top, it says we're on a big sign. We're kind of a big deal. And it's, it's supposed to be done in jest. Like I, I look at like, people are going to look at me like, that's fucking hilarious and come to our website. Or they're going to be like, those people are assholes and still come to our website. So it accomplishes what we're trying to accomplish on both sides of the fence. And I think it just, it speaks to who we are. Yeah. And then they're going to go to the website and whether they think you're an asshole or funny or right. whatever, then they're going to see, wow, like the credibility that yeah. you guys have, the success that you've had. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, okay. This is actually just, they're a good group of people. Exactly. That's it. Like we're, we're just fun to work with. So, so the approach in my opinion there is like, Hey, it's you're, 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 you're stopping the look, you're stopping the visual, yeah. you're getting people to start thinking about yep. things. They're going to prejudge you just like people judge you anyway. So whether you have a billboard or not, they're going to think you're yeah. an asshole or think you're great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So exactly. it's inevitable in that situation. <laughs> right. 
And then they start getting to know who is this person. Yeah, yep. So from a marketing perspective and a branding perspective for the business owners that mm -hmm. are out there, you be different, be yeah. unique, be, be transparent. Mm -hmm. um, we're in a different day and age where people yeah. want to work with people that they like. That's, I, I say that more than, and I tell everybody who works with me, I said, look, anybody can do the legal shit. Like if, if you have a JD after name and you've passed a bar exam, you can do what I do. People work with me and work with our firm because they like me. Like, I don't bullshit people. I don't, like, I was given the example, like a lot of lawyers, you know, they do the cover your ass memo. They'll write a client, they'll tell a client an answer, but they'll give them a 10 page memo of all the law that supports in case something goes wrong. Me, it's like, if I'm gonna put my, if I'm gonna give you an answer, I'm putting my ass in the line. I don't need to cover it. Like that's, that's the, the accountability. And people appreciate that. Like I'm just, I'm real with people. And if I don't know how to do something, I don't bullshit them. Like, yeah, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. I'll figure it out. But people want real people to work with. And that's what I think, you know, that's a knack I think we have. Yeah. So when, whenever I started in business, my goal, you know, 2016 going into 2017, I was mm -hmm. getting patents. I was getting, yeah. and I got hosed on a patent, oh. um, trademarks, copyrights, all that stuff. And I didn't have a mentor. I didn't really know anybody. That yeah. was me just literally trying to get into business. I didn't know who to call. I had, I had a bunch of bad experiences. But my goal was for the first two years of being in business was to meet as many lawyers as possible <laughs> and have coffee, yeah. have lunch, whatever it would be to, to get to know somebody. Sure. Because I knew that at the end of the day, whenever I wanted to go to battle with somebody, yeah. I needed to find an absolute shark. I needed yeah. to find somebody that I trusted. And I, I needed to find somebody that I could vibe with on a personality yeah. level. And I had this one. One, one attorney that um, uh, one of the larger firms, the national firm, mm -hmm. and they brought me in and they heard about me. So they said, hey, we need to grab lunch. Yeah. Um, go down. We go to Capitol Grill and have yeah. lunch. And at this, I'm, you know, I'm just getting into business. I'm like, oh, sweet. We're going to have this nice <laughs> yeah. lunch and they're going to pay for it. And it's fantastic. Right. They bring two of the main partners down. We start okay. talking. Well, then they they say, hey, well, you know, we're going to the what was the Pennsylvania governor's ball or something like that in New York City or. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the governor's was, ball. I think yeah. It's something yeah. like that. And this, they invited me to this and I didn't yeah. end up going. Okay. Um, but then it, it gets to the point of, hey, let's come in. I want you to come in and talk with us. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Okay. You know, do you have a business plan? Do you have this? And I'm like, yeah, I got all that stuff. And mm -hmm. like, well, just come in and let's talk. So they gave me two hours and do this big whiteboard session. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like within a week, I get an, an invoice and it was like for two grand or 2,500 bucks. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not fucking paying this. Right. Well, Holy shit. yeah. And, and I'll tell you who they are after. Yeah, okay. Um, well then it came down to like, dude, they're, they're sending me letters. Like you owe us this money. And you know, we spent this amount of time with you. Yeah. We brought you in here. This is the amount of hours that it was mm -hmm. here. And the, and the bill in that, in that state of mind, you know, we were hemorrhaging money. We were yeah. losing money left and right. I had no idea what to do. Yep. Then that was the first experience that I had in a negative situation with a law firm who happened yeah. to be a huge player. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, shit, I got to figure this out. So we mm. ended up thankfully bartering. And I think I gave them suits or something for the cost. So I okay. was you know better off in that situation, but it gave me a quick taste of like, fuck off. Yeah. And it, it really pissed me off. And a lot of l attorneys are lawyers. Like they, they, their mistake, in my opinion, is the way they treat people. Mm -hmm. 100%. A lot of attorneys feel that their time is far more valuable than everybody else's. Yep. 
and um, it's not. No, you're 100 percent right. It's not. No, it's not. It's. It, it, I mean, I, I, that, that was my TED talk. That was about like the unbillable hour. Like, and it's that's my belief. Like, I'll, I'll give anybody my time. Like, it's I'm no better than anybody. Like, when people call our office and say, "Well, what do you charge for a consultation?" I'm like, I don't. Like, why would I charge you? For, I don't even know if I can help you. Like, just come in. Let's talk. Like, it's. You know, I was raised a certain way that you know, if you have a skill set, share that with people. And it all ends up coming back around. And I just believe that I've, I've never been that way. Like if someone, if you called me and I'll sit on the phone with you for an hour, if, if I'm helping you solve a problem, that's, that's just what I do. And I think, I think you're right. Like a lot of lawyers, it's because you're trained as a lawyer, you, you know, your billable hour, your time is money. I just, I've always looked at the world differently. I've always approached the practice of law differently. And I think that has benefited me tremendously and, it, and it's truly my authentic self it's it's who i am it's not it's not any gimmick it's not a marketing ploy it's just i just want to see if i can help and i would never charge somebody for me to actually see if i can help like that's just bullshit that's pure greed is what that is yeah that's to me what it is yeah and, and that that's you know a lot of the business owners you know, if you're listening to this, hey, you have to have a good attorney in business yeah, because you just have to have somebody that you can call, mm -hmm. you could trust. You're going to get hit in the face with a million different things, a yeah. million different scenarios. It's always good to have somebody on your side that yeah. you could fire off something quick. Yeah. And I think that's something that you've been a great resource for me Thank is you. a lot of the time it's like, hey, dude, I just have this quick question. Yeah. What do you think? And it may be a text message with one word yeah. response or it may be, dude, hey, love, you, are you free? Can I talk yeah. to you for 10 minutes? And yep. you've always made time from that capacity. Yeah, and and that's that's. That to me is so important, especially whenever you're creating your baby as a business. Yeah. I would do, I don't, I don't want to be alive if it wasn't for my businesses. Right. Yeah. That has become a part of my life and yep. it's become who I am as a person, a man. It's, it's made me grow as a person. Mm -hmm. So as I've groomed and grow and, and grown this over the last five or six years, yeah. the love that I have for what I do every day, I can't even explain it. Yeah. yeah and exactly and so it's a, it's a feeling that whenever you're being attacked or you're mm -hmm. somebody's challenging, challenging mm -hmm. that, or somebody fucks you over and yeah. tries to screw you over in some sly way. Yeah. You, you want to fight like you want yeah. you get that you see red. Yeah. But then obviously, hey, it's business. OK, yeah. how do I learn from that experience? How do I take it? How do yeah. I go from it? But the one thing I again kind of harping on this conversation is you do it the right way, man. And yeah. it's that was what solidified me to say, hey, I know I'm taking this business to be yeah. very, very successful. Mm -hmm. The people that I continue to meet are going to be very, very successful. Mm -hmm. And that's why everywhere we go from this point over, we're always, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's our group with you yeah, and we've built that. this strong rapport family yeah. and, and group of business owners, yeah. which is fucking awesome, man. Dude, I, I mean, I love it. And I, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, it, uh, it makes me feel like we're doing something right. Yeah. And it's, and it's really, you know, to, to your point to, to business owners out there, right. The, the other piece of advice I would give on a lawyer, right. And this is not me marketing myself in any way. I always tell people, if you're a business owner, you have to have a business lawyer. Like there, there's a difference. There are lawyers who practice business law, then there are business lawyers. And the example I give is, you can go to a general practitioner doctor and he can tell you, or he or she can tell you that they have, you have a heart problem. You go to a cardiologist to get it fixed. You know, you can go to a general practitioner and they can help you set up your entity or do some little bullshit. but. The nuances of business, you need someone that's yep. in that. And I think a lot of business owners make the mistake of using the family friend, using someone who has a law degree that says, yeah, I can do that for you. But there are so many, like I can't tell you how many clients we work with that were fixing things, not because the other attorney 
did something wrong. They just didn't know any better. And it wasn't, it probably wasn't even malicious. No, not at all. Not at all. And it's, and it's, and I think you're right. Like when you say, when you, you have to find the right people. Like I, I always tell all of my clients and my clients use me as a resource, you know, like for like the marketing company you guys have, like I refer clients to you guys all the time. So I'm like, I use them. I trust them. Like I know what you guys do. And I think as you develop in business, as a business owner, you've got to find that team of people, that family that you really trust, that you know that you would go to bat for and you would vouch for. And I think that's what we've created. Right. And I think it's truly important. And I think a lot of business owners miss out on that because owning a business is a lonely game. I mean, it really is. And I think you've got to find and build those relationships and that's how you really grow. And if you don't do that or put the time into doing that, you're never going to see true success in my opinion. How hard was the first year from the loneliness standpoint for you? <sighs> Fucking terrible. Cause it's, when you're a solo practitioner, right? There's no other lawyers in the office. And I had a part-time assistant and it was just like, it's just me. Like, I got to figure this shit out. You know, you can't talk to your family about it because they don't understand. You know, I have friends that are business owners and, and you can talk about certain things, but you're always in your head. Right. You know, you're always, and when you're thinking like, how do I get the clients? How do I do this? Like the things, you know, running through my mind that I have to do, the worry, the fear, the stress, like, oh shit, I've only generated six grand in revenue this month. Like, what do I fucking do? And it's lonely and it's scary, but you have to, you have to get okay with that and be very comfortable with it. You got to be comfortable with that darkness, with that loneliness. And when you embrace it and start realizing the power that sits inside that, when you kind of understand it, that's when you can grow as a person. That's really what helped me, you know, just dealing with that darkness, dealing with that loneliness and understanding it. And then it just helped me blossom as a person, I believe. But it was, it was fucking hard, man. How, how did you, from that standpoint, because mm -hmm. as you're talking about that, I'm starting to, you know, I have scenario after scenario yeah. that, that I run through my mind um, from a darkness, from an emptiness, from yeah. a loneliness standpoint. And it is, it's, you know, there's people you can call and vent to, yeah. but they'll give you the advice that yeah. everybody's going to give you. Keep mm -hmm. going, sure. you know, this is part of the game, yeah. but you know that they don't understand it. Yeah, really, absolutely. really get that from, from that aspect. And I think, I think whenever you step back and you look at it that you're, Hey, you're not going to die. Right. Yeah. Right. Like really what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yeah. And that's how I kind of groomed myself <clears> to say, look, it is what it is. Just, okay, cool. The, yeah. Your credit cards are going to go to collections. Big deal. Did that. Yeah. What else? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Lost exactly. all my money. Did that. Yeah. Okay. What else? Yeah. Yep. And then whenever you taste the bottom or when you taste yeah. a bad situation, mm -hmm. that's the kick in the ass that says mm -hmm. that's all that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Th that's a great point. And I think I, to that point, exactly. I think, to really reach those levels of success, you have to taste the darkness. You have to taste the bottom. Like I know like last spring when COVID hit, like I spun out of fucking control because I'm a social person, I'm an extrovert. And now you tell me I'm locked in my fucking house, in my basement, you know, for months on end and I get my energy from other people. I was losing my mind and it was, that's when I hit my mental rock bottom, not like financial or anything. Like the business was great and it was growing, but it's mentally, I hit that real dark spot and it's, I had to taste that. I had to get there to really understand who I was even more. And that, when I did that, it's like, I bounced back so quick. So I'm like, I I'm like, that's it. Like, that's all it is. Okay, cool. Move on. But you have to like, you have to really get, like you said, you have to taste that. It's a scary thing to do though, because no one wants to do it. Well, you know, I think the problem is that nobody wants to do it because 
social media tells you that you sh- yeah, that right. you don't have to do it. Right. And and there's so much bullshit out there. And that's the one thing that when I started my business, I, I said transparency from mm-hmm. the beginning. And I, I, I have had people say that they've enjoyed following along yeah. because I'm one of the few people that actually s- says what the hell is going Absolutely, on. Absolutely, man. I mean, even our ready to wear. I mean, I'm launching a whole new business. Yeah, yeah I've been in clothing for five or six yep. years, but this is a whole new business. Yep. It's been a clusterfuck. It's been from day one. It has not gone right. Yeah. When we get the product in, we can't keep it in, but good luck getting product in and yeah. good luck getting product in correct. Yeah. So it's like now I'm starting <laughs> over as a as yeah. a baby, right? And yep. in the infant stages of building a secondary part of my internal business. Yep. And then I like the old me would have been freaking out. And yeah. now it's like, okay, cool. This year now, instead of, instead of, you know, growing my ready to wear to be doing X amount a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just not have a target for how much we're going to do this year. Exactly. And let's just build the process this year. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the old yes. me would have been like, Hey David, all right, we're, this is year one. All right. There's 50 States. I want to have two to five sales reps in mm-hmm. every single state. And how fast do I get there? Yep. It's like, Dude, I had 20 employees at one time, and yeah. there were two of us doing all the revenue. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. really doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> no, you're right. Social media grooms you to think yeah. these things. And yeah. that's, I think that's what the most important thing about understanding that it's your journey, mm-hmm. it's nobody else's journey. Yes. You cannot compare yourself to anybody no. else. You have your own path, you have your own plan. Do I want to have a Lamborghini right now? Yes. Do I yeah. want to be able to fly a private jet right now? Yes. Yeah, Can I? No. Right. But okay. I'm cool with that. Exactly. And if I can never have that, yeah. cool. Yep. Do I think I'm going to? For sure. I don't yeah. think it's long long down the road, but I don't care if it happens yep. or if it doesn't happen because I'm not doing it for that purpose. Yeah. That's a byproduct of putting in the work and the yeah. effort to get there. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I always say I, I, I'm comparing myself to who I was yesterday. Like that was because when I was younger, you compare yourself to everybody, right? Like that even before social media, I feel like you're always thinking you have to be a certain way and like when I first became Lord, I'm like, oh, I got to act a certain way. I got to be a certain way. I have to talk a certain way. I have to buy certain things. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like, why? And then, you know, as I've gotten older and learned more about personal development and myself, like I just compare myself to who I was yesterday. My sole goal in life is to get 1% better every day. And that's the cliche statement, but it's true. And it's putting in the work every day. And I'm not comparing, I'm not, I just work with blinders on, like very focused on what I'm doing and the people around me and the people that are on the journey with me. Because if I get distracted and start looking left and right and seeing other people and comparing myself, I'm gonna lose focus on what I'm actually doing. Yeah. And I think if you can stay, cause it's hard as an entrepreneur, it's hard. There are so many distractions. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you're, you chase squirrels. That's oh, my just, head is always what you back and do. forth. It's man. just, it's what we do. It's like, that's a great idea. Let me go there. Let me do this. And it's, you have to really, to really grow. You have to say, wait a minute, just put like a horse does, put the blinders on and just until you get to that point where you now have the freedom to chase the squirrels. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I don't feel like I'm there yet. I don't know if I'll ever be there because I don't ever see myself stopping. Like I see myself continue. I don't think I'll ever get to a point with my law firm. I'm like, I'm good. Like, this is cool. Like, this is good where it is. Like if we can keep growing and keep building and doing something different, I'm going to keep doing it. And it's, I think, you know, that's life. And it's too many people get distracted by, you know, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to this business. And then no, none of them ever succeed because you don't have your focus on any one of them. And that's the problem. And when I think it's about just like building your business is about improving every day. Same thing Mm -hmm. with building your life is about improving every day. And, you know, I always say that the light is at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. for us. And, but the light's been at the uh, end of the tunnel since I started. Yeah. 
Yep. And I knew from the very beginning that here was the goal, mm-hmm. and then here was the end, and yep. then the tunnels between that, yep. right? Well, then as you start going through the tunnel, at times the tunnel feels like it's lengthening, mm-hmm. but the light's still at the same distance, exactly. right? Exactly, yep. And then it's like, okay, well, hey, I'll keep going, keep yep. going, and keep going. Well, then the light's not changing, yep. but I could still see it. And then you feel now like, hey, the light's even closer, but mm-hmm. I'm like, well, cool, let's just push the tunnel back even further. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's because the building process is where the enjoyment actually takes place in this yes. whole thing. And when yes. you understand and you can appreciate that building something, something unique is a clothing brand in Western yeah. Pennsylvania that is, fortunately for us, you know, we, we have clients all over the country. Yeah. And for us, it's like, man, I, I, I didn't have any interest in fashion. I didn't mm-hmm. have any interest in suits. Yeah. I started this this suit company because I wanted inexpensive or free suits for myself <laughs> that I was just trying to hustle my friends for to get them to buy. Like, I remember calling one in particular. Like, hey, dude, I know you like suits. How about you buy this off me and I'll, I'll sell it to you for $300, knowing that if I sold two, I could get a free suit at that time. Okay. That's why I started. I, uh, I love it, man. And then it became, okay, cool. Shit, I can build this. I yeah. can do this. Well, let's let's try to get 25 suits. And, yeah. then, it, and then it just kind of spiraled. And then you start trusting yourself. You yeah. start saying, yep. okay, how good am I? Mm-hmm. I, I want to challenge myself. Yeah. I want to compete with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I? How do I do something with this? Yeah. How do yep. I? I now have a new skill set or a new opportunity that I want to turn into a skill set. Mm-hmm. How do I sharpen that? Yeah. And how do I get better? Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's what that's part of the journey, right? That's what you just said is the journey of an entrepreneur. It really is. It's like you you see something like, oh, let me try it. Let me try. It. Then you start realizing, wait a minute, I can do this. And then it's just sharpening the tool, and it's. You know, you're, I believe as an entrepreneur, you're always going to question yourself. I'm, I'm never going to be at a point where I'm like, yeah, I got this. I, I get everything. I know how to do it. Like, I'm always going to be unsure. But having that uncertainty makes me better because it, it makes me work a little bit harder. It makes me dig a little bit deeper, push a little bit harder. It, and it's, I think, you know, as that, uh, as that journey continues and you're continually sharpening the tools and getting better and learning to trust yourself, you have to keep that level of uncertainty. Because I've watched too many people, clients and friends and, and colleagues where they get that point and they think they have it all figured out. They're like, I'm a fucking genius. Like, I got this business. I know what I'm doing. Like, I can just do it. And then the fucking bottom falls out because they took their eye off the ball. They stopped sharpening the tools. Mm-hmm. They, they just got really content and complacent where they are. That's the biggest downfall of an entrepreneur. Like, if you look at any successful entrepreneur that failed or just you know, fell off the cliff, it's because they got complacent with where they were. And I think you, to your point, you have to continually sharpen the tool, sharpen the skills, get better, challenge yourself, push yourself. That's the only way to continue to grow and succeed, in my opinion. Do you think those people that end up falling off and they change, you know, their business goes one direction mm-hmm. or it's flat lines or, you know, their growth becomes, you know, incremental and, yeah. and nothing spectacular. Do you think they're, they're a lot of other things in their life also change? Um, that would be parallel with that? Yeah, I think so. Cause I, cause I, I, I do, because I think as a business owner, that's the huge part of your life. So when that kind of falls over the, the mountainside, a lot of things go with it. It's very hard to say, well, my business failed, but everything else is cool. Like, I've never seen that happen. Typically, when someone's business is failing or going over the cliff, a lot of things are going with them. Maybe it's the marriage, maybe it's their health, maybe it's their finances, but it's, 
there's something that snapped inside of them that caused them to go over the cliff yeah. and everything's kind of being pulled along with it. I very rarely, I don't think I've ever seen someone that has the rest of their life together, but the business just shit the bed. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of one example. And so that, and those of you that listen to this that aren't um, quote unquote entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. you, you know, maybe you work somewhere yeah. and you work for a company, good company, bad company, unhappy, happy, whatever it mm -hmm. may be. The one thing I remember when I was 23, I lost my, I think I got, I got my fired from my first job. Yeah. My first job at Federated Investors. Okay. I was there three, three whole months. <laughs> and I, I remember calling my dad. I had two, t two chances to pass the series seven financial mm -hmm. exam. I think the first time I got a 55 or 56. And the second time I was like, listen, I studied. That's as close as I got. I'm going to pack my stuff up so I don't have to go back to the office to get this when I went to take the test. And I remember taking the test and I got, and I was like, fuck, I hit submit and it came yeah. back instantly. I was like, well, I knew that was where yeah. I was going. But I, ta I was talking to my dad on the drive home. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I remember him saying something to me. And he said something like, at first you lose your job. Yeah. And then you lose your marriage yeah. and then you lose your family and yeah. then you lose your house and yeah. then you lose your car and then everything spirals down from there. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to hear that. And, and it made me really think about life and decisions that I make yeah. because that was the first time anybody really said like your whole life is wrapped around what you do during the day Yeah, and your whole uh, the factors of success are mm -hmm. all wrapped around what you do on a daily basis, Absolutely. which is why it's so important from a mindset standpoint to be happy. It's mm -hmm. important from a mindset standpoint to do what you like, yeah. but also when you're, when you're at a job or when you're at a business, whatever it may be, even if you don't love what you do, mm -hmm. figure out how you can make that situation yeah. better. Absolutely. How can you, how can you figure out a way to love what you do? Yeah. Because, you know, there there's something in everything that you do. Mm -hmm. You don't hate every aspect of right. it. You just don't. Because yep. human beings aren't wired that way. Mm -hmm. And I think if you really hone in on, hey, I may be doing this and I'm here from 8 to 7 and all you're doing is staring at the mm -hmm. clock to get out first out, you know, then that you have to look at your life and examine that a yeah. little bit differently. And when I was at Federated for the first three months... I remember once quarter till five came around, yeah. you know, I was like, well, shit, if I, I need to get out of here by 501 at the latest because my trolley's going to leave at 508 and I have to hustle down Grant Street to yeah. get there. <laughs> and I want to make sure I miss or I make that because if I don't, then I'm going to be an hour behind my schedule or 40 minutes mm -hmm. behind my schedule. And then I'm going to lose the rest of the evening. Yeah. And I just want to go home and relax. Yeah. And yeah. that was my mindset all mm -hmm. the time. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it, 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 happiness is a choice. That's what I always say. Like you, you choose to be happy. If you want to see good in the world, you'll see good. If you want to see bad, you'll see bad. It's your choice though. And people seem to forget that very easily. I mean, I forget it sometimes, but, you, but you, every day when we wake up and I put my feet on the floor, I get to choose the day I'm going to have. I can say, I'm going to have a fucking kick-ass day and be happy, or I'm going to be a miserable prick. Yep. That's my choice though. Like, it, it, and when people say, well, there's all, you're letting the external change who you are inside. That's just a bullshit excuse. Like, yeah, things happen in life, right? The, you know, the, the, the formula I always live my life by is, you know, from Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles, E plus R equals O. You know, event plus a reaction equals an outcome. You always control the outcome because you always control one of the variables, either the event or how you react to it. And I remember reading that, I was like 27 or 28. That simple formula changed my life because it's like, holy shit, like I do control. I always can control the outcome because I don't have to let something piss me off. 
I don't have to let something make me angry. It's my choice. If I can't control the event that happened, I control how I react to it. That's happiness, right? Happiness is the same thing. I can choose to be happy or choose not to be. So when people are miserable, that's a choice they've made to be miserable. They're looking at the world from a negative perspective. Just switch the perspective decide tomorrow I'm going to wake up and be happy and watch what happens. It's, it's, it, it seems it's, it's difficult, right? But it's, it, but it's not, it's just, it's a choice and you have to just force yourself yep. to make that choice. People don't want to do it though. So the one th- I'm going to interchange the word, which you said it, you said it at the end, you know, when you tell people, you know, you got to be happy at your job mm-hmm. or you got to be happy at the way you look at life and all that other stuff. I think some people instantly are like, well, fuck off. Like I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so then they don't want to, right. They don't want to solve that equation, right? right? Yeah, of course. So whenever you interchange the word with happiness, with perspective, yeah, that changes the game. And that mm-hmm. was a big push for me. And, and Sean Perrick, who, yeah. who you know, is I remember calling him a handful of times and I would I would talk with him after I ran into this crazy scenario with a certain client or a certain situation. Mm-hmm. I would call him up and we would talk and re- and and it was so funny. All he he always he would talk me through the yeah. situation. He'd hear me out. Yep. He would give me his two cents. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes later, 15 minutes later, half an hour later, he'd say, hey, what changed in the last half an hour? Yeah. And and I'm like, nothing. He goes, no, no, no. What changed in the last mm-hmm. half hour? And I'm like, the way I look at it. Yeah, it's exactly right. And then it it, it started clicking that mm-hmm. it was like, damn, man, the, these situations are going to happen. Yeah. They're going to happen again yep. and again and again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm going to get really pissed off. Sometimes yeah. I'm going to get sad. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm going to get mad on whatever it is. Yeah. But it's your perspective on that mm-hmm. situation. And that that has been a uh, a bullet point that I've kept with me yeah. forever from this. Because, you know, it's even today, right? It's it's 8 o'clock right yeah. now. I have to fly out tomorrow at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, Cena just ordered 27 suits off me, which, you know. That's awesome. So that took me five hours today to get through that. I didn't yeah. finish it. So now I'm freaking out because I got to get other stuff done. I'm going to yeah. be on the road for the next three days. I'm not going to have this situation. Yep. Or I'm not going to have that in, in time that I need unless I stay up tonight for the yeah. next four or five hours. Then I stop and I say, well, look at it. Okay, here's the people you're working with that you've earned the right to work with them. You're getting flown down to Florida by a big organization Mm -hmm. who wants to pay you for your time and your services and your product to be there. So you're you're a little stressed out today. You're good. Right. right? So but it but it's it's a simple, stupid analogy, yeah. but it just comes down to how do you look at that situation? That's exactly right. So then I say, All right, cool, fuck it, let's figure this out. Yeah. Cause now I have X amount of hours before I leave. How much can I knock out before I get on that plane to yep. make my life easier so yep. I'm not stressed by the time I get there? And when I yep. get there I could focus on kicking ass and having the best yep. meetings that I possibly can over that time frame. Yep. So by thinking about oh perspective on this situation mm-hmm cool. It is what it is, man. This is my situation. Me getting mad isn't going to change the situation. Me coming up with a strategy to how do I get around this situation Mm -hmm. or how do I conquer this situation is the, is the, is the gold behind that. Absolutely. I mean, there, there there are problem finders and problem solvers in life. There are people that look at the world and just see the problems. Like in this perspective, like you could, you could have, you could have said, well, I got to do this. I don't have the time. Or you can say, well, what's the solution? It's not going to, the shit you have to do isn't going to change. You can either point out the problem or find the solution. You're just choosing to find the solution. And that's perspective. And it's, it's a powerful thing once you realize that that's all it takes. I mean, really, when it, when you think about it, like, that's all it takes. Like, there are many days where I, like, I'm, like, stressed about it. I'm, like, wait a minute, what the fuck am I stressed about? Like, I have clients that want me to do shit for them that they're going to pay me to do. And I have a lot of stuff to do. That means they're going to pay me a lot of money to do it. 
and I'm fucking complaining. Like, no, like stop, like man up, like, like don't do and it's And it is, it's, it's changing that perspective. That's an important lesson that people have to learn because you control your destiny by controlling your perspective. Yeah. And I think perspective is one of the most important tools to pick up as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. as early as you could possibly pick up on it. The sooner that you, the sooner in the game of trying to build a business or self-improvement or whatever it may be perspective. Okay, cool. Well, Take, take it out of business. Take the context out of your personal mm -hmm. life. Hey, I'm working out. I want to lose some weight. Hey, I'm going three, four, five weeks solid. And then all of a sudden I fall off the wagon and yep. I have a day where I eat a pizza. Then the next day I eat something else yep. that's shitty. Okay, stop. Let's think about this. Mm -hmm. Is it the end of the world? No. Mm -hmm. Are you entering a fitness competition <laughs> that you were trying to do? No. Okay. Right. Are you pissed off that you, you, you feel a little bloated or yeah. you feel a little different? Yeah, of course. Okay. Use that fuel yep. to say, all right, hey, I came this far in this amount of yep. time. I fucked up a little bit. I slipped. Cool. Yeah. I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. We make mistake, yeah. mistakes. Let me let me judge myself yeah. and let me critique myself to say, all right, cool. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Let's Cool. It's not the end of the world. No. I, and that's I, a stupid analogy, but it's it simplifies it. No, I, I literally just did a, a video on this for our law firm. I, we do like legal videos, but I also do like just entrepreneurial things. It was about what, what do you do when you lack motivation? I, I said part of that is embracing it, understanding that, that, your, that your motivation is, is lacking in giving yourself permission. It's okay. Like you're not like, – I, like, I know myself. Like I operate at 110 miles an hour or zero. There's no in between for me. Like it's, I'm either, you know, foot down, like going a million miles an hour, charging forward, or I hit the fucking wall. There's no, and I, and I have to be okay when I hit the wall to say, just stop for a second, like regroup and then push forward. In the past, I would just get mad at myself and say, dude, get up, do something, push through. Like you can't, you got to, I'm like, no, like I, I run so hot all the time that I'm going to hit the wall every once in a while. Yeah. And I had to learn to give myself the permission to hit the wall and tell myself, it's okay, dude, relax. Just get up tomorrow and do it again. Yeah. That's a hard thing to learn, but it's, it's, a, it's an important thing to learn because as entrepreneurs or business people in general, you, you, you get in those moments where you're running hot and you're gonna hit a wall and, you've got, and you're gonna lose that motivation or fuck up and you've gotta give yourself the permission to say, it's okay, move on. Yeah. People don't wanna do it. What, so my, when I used to, I used to drink and it's been years, nothing wrong. You know, yeah. I'm not one of those anti-drinkers or anything. I just, I, I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. I stopped drinking and I just haven't drank again. At some point I'll have a celebratory something yeah. or whatever, but I'm an extreme. When I drank, I drank. I drank <laughs> to get it in and I, I drank to let loose and have fun. Yeah. Same thing when I used to gamble. I used yeah. to gamble and I'd start out at $25 a hand on yep. blackjack. I'd creep up to $50 a hand. I'd creep up to $100 a hand. And the next thing you know, I had a stack of chips here and I'm playing 1000 2000 $3,000 a hand of blackjack. Yeah. Looking around me at the casino and there's people everywhere. We're screaming, we're yelling, yeah. we're cheering. And I'm just a very all-in type of person. Yeah, same way. And you and I have had a couple conversations yeah. in the past about order and chaos. And yeah. I think this yes, kind of leads into absolutely. that conversation. Jordan Peterson is, is yeah. to me, one of the most intelligent people that there are. Yes. It's, it's far above my intellect to yeah. actually understand really what he's mm -hmm. saying for the most part. And I, it takes me, I have to read page over mm -hmm. and over and over again to understand it. But I remember a couple months, it had to have been in the fall where we yeah. had a really great conversation about order and chaos. Yeah. And entrepreneurial people typically run around their life in a state of chaos. Mm -hmm. And you had pointed out, well, it's the yin and the yang yeah. thing of life. And, you know, in, in the book, uh, The 12 Rules of 12, Life yep. or whatever it mm -hmm. was, 
you know, he speaks very highly of, hey, you have order on one side, you have chaos on the other, and this, the happy medium is right in the middle where yep. you have both of those. Yep. And I often, as an entrepreneur and person in general, I struggle mm -hmm. because I prefer my life in utter chaos. Yeah. And I don't mean it's shitty and this is all bad. I, yeah. like, I like not knowing what's happening. Yep. I don't like a ton of structure, yeah. but I also know success needs structure. Mm -hmm. And I, it took me until within the last six months yeah. to really understand and put a gauge on what order and chaos actually meant. And that's a mm -hmm. battle that I fight every single yeah. day. Yeah. Even putting some stuff off an, an issue that I have a lot of the times is, Hey, you know, you just did this, uh, this fitting, or you just had this meeting. And if you finished what you had to do that day, it mm -hmm. would take five minutes. Yeah. Well, then what happens is you do that then two things stack yeah. up, three things mm -hmm. stack up, five things stack up. And now you're like, well, shit, I have to do all this and this. Yeah. And if I would have done that, okay, yeah. cool. But then once I get in that groove of saying, okay, it's time to attack yeah. that list, that chaotic list, mm -hmm. I just start getting after it. Yeah. And the order steps in to make mm -hmm. me do that. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the, we, I remember distinctly that conversation. I remember where I was when we had that conversation because it was, it, it's a deep conversation to have. And I think you have, like, there is order and chaos in life and, that's kind of the whole shadow self, the dark side. Like Carl Jung talks about that. And I, I, I you know, did a lot of that work myself to understand. And it's, I believe I found the, like I always have one foot in order and one foot in chaos. Like I can't live any other way. Like I need chaos in my life. Do you I like one over the other? I mean, yeah, I feel like I do. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm a structured person. I'm a disciplined person in certain respects, but I also like chaos. Like I like like if things are going too well, like I want to just drop a bomb and like, I want to fix some shit or I want to yeah. do, I need, I need something different. And it's just my mentality. And it's, I've learned to balance that. I've learned to kind of walk the line of one foot in order and one. And, and I feel like that's the sweet spot. That's really the sweet spot of life. And you understand that to be okay with chaos and be okay with order and, and finding that balance. But it's, it's hard because most people like order because it's easy, right? It's it's your comfort zone. It's your comfy blanket. It's your comfort food. It's just like I know what I know what the outcome's going to be. It's certainty. It's like that's consistency. cool. Yeah, consistency. But I'm like, no, like I love the uncertainty. I I love knowing every month my revenue starts at zero. I know that like here's the goal. It's April 1st, it's zero. What do I have to do to hit that? That's the chaos I love. And it's, you have to embrace it. Like you really do to, to, to really go out on your own and be an entrepreneur. You have to embrace that in that dark, that shadow, that chaos of life. Because in my mind, like when you, when you go through the chaos on the other side of it is really where the beauty of life is. I don't think, I mean, order is order has its place, but coming through chaos leads to just totally different things in life. And I think it just opens the world up to people. And, and most people miss it because they don't want to walk through the chaos. Yeah. And that's the hard part for people. Uh, so I was on a podcast last, uh, I guess it had been 2019 mm -hmm. or maybe it was last year. I don't remember with Seth Ferrosi. Okay. And he's got a great podcast yeah. and just an incredible gentleman. And yeah. Previous to me going on to his podcast, I was listening to some of his and just kind of getting some feedback. And I'll, I'll never forget this, man. The, the most important thing that he talked about was what he calls going into the jungle. And I think yeah. he heard it from somewhere else, okay. if I'm not mistaken. But the essential thought process behind it is, you know, you're, you're walking outside and you approach this brush and you mm -hmm. realize, okay, on the other side of this brush mm -hmm. is bliss. It's yeah. paradise. It's happiness. Mm -hmm. 
And then, you know, as soon as you, you know, you're walking through the field, mm -hmm. you could see around. It's, I could leave, I could go back, and yeah. it's flat pastures. Mm -hmm. I know where I'm going. There's, yep. if, if, if an animal came to attack me, I'd see it coming. Yeah. I, I'm fine. Yep. Um, there's nothing really misleading in that situation. But to get to the side of bliss, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the trees are so tall you can't see the the yep. sun anymore. Um, they're so compact together that you can't see yep. through them. And what do you do? You got to to get through that. You just got to start. Yeah. And yep. when you start going through the jungle, you you take a hacksaw and you yep. start chipping away at the trees and you try to get through there. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's there's a, a snake man, and the snake mm -hmm. comes out of nowhere and it fucking gets you on the leg yep. and it bites you and you're fighting the snake. Yeah. Then you get past that and then all of a sudden you're going and you're open in the jungle and there's a tiger. Yeah. You know, one of the most ferocious creatures you're going to ever see, mm -hmm. knowing that that tiger wants to kill you. That yeah. tiger wants to rip your face off and eat you. <laughs> yeah. In theory, yep. right? Yep. So then you start thinking, damn, that's very similar to the entrepreneurial yeah. journey. Yeah. You're going through this jungle of unknown mm -hmm. that in your mind on the other side of this is this place of bliss yeah. and this place of what you define as happiness in mm -hmm. your life. But then as you get through that part, right? And then as you fight the tiger and mm -hmm. he talks about it and, you know, he, he cuts the tiger and wears the tiger on him yeah. and sees this warrior and all this stuff. Yeah. And then as he gets through that phase, you realize, cool, there's a, there's a, there's a gorilla there. Okay, big deal. I just killed a tiger. Yep. Come on, let's go. I'm going to take you out. Yep. Then you take out the gorilla and then you go a little further. And then all of a sudden, all it is are these little gnats that are attacking yep. you and you're just swatting them. Yep. And at the end of the day, you get through the jungle mm -hmm. and it's like, that's peace. Yeah. And through the jungle, you run into the snake, the tiger, yep. the the gnats, uh, the gorilla, all these things. And each one of those are, are just very different levels yeah. of fear, yeah. terror, yep. chaos. Yep. hundred percent. It's a, it's a really crazy it's a great, analogy. I mean, that's a great man. analogy. And I never, I, mean, I, I, I love that because I never thought about it that way. And, and it, all of those things symbolize different things, right? Snakes, tigers, gorillas, gnats. It's just, but that's the truth. And that, even outside of business, right? life in general like you can choose to be content in your life maybe it's your personal life it's just your health and fitness you're fine you could be like i'm good like it's a, i get it like i'm here i'm cool or you can say i gotta walk through that jungle because that's where true bliss is and i think 75 percent of people stay in the pasture because it's easy that jungle is a scary fucking place you're looking into the abyss like you're looking because because to get through that jungle you have to become a warrior. Yeah. You have to become, a, you have to pull out that monster inside of you. Cause we all have that evil inside of us and that monster inside of us. That's what Jordan Peterson talks a lot about. And I think to get through that chaos, to really come out of that other side where true bliss is in any aspect of your life, you have to get in touch with your dark, deep, monstrous side. That's the only way you're going to get through that jungle and kill the fucking tiger and kill the gorilla. If you become the monster yourself, most people are afraid as fuck to do that, to look in the mirror and say, I'm a monster. And that's where I think if you can do that and walk into that jungle, that's where true bliss yeah. is. But it doesn't happen very often. I have a side of me that is very, very dark. Yeah, and, we all do. And it's and we talked about that yeah. as well, man. And, and it's a part of like. There, there have been, t it's been years since I've seen this mm -hmm. side of me and, and, you know, hopefully I don't have to, it's always going to remain inside and it's sure. just super controlled at this point. 
But dude, there there are times where there's if somebody fucked with me in the wrong mm-hmm. capacity and just hit the wrong situation, yeah. I feel bad. Yeah, because it's it's a different side of humanity mm-hmm. that we all have inside yeah. of us at a different level of, mm-hmm. of of whatever that scenario may be. But I think that's what's so unique about business is is that you challenge yourself. Yeah, and with personal growth, you challenge yourself mm-hmm. because you know that 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 fuel that you have or that fire that you really yeah. don't want to surface is in there, and that's mm-hmm. con- that's motivating you to keep going forward, yeah. or that's steering you to keep going forward yeah. because you know that. It doesn't matter who walks in the door. It doesn't matter who tries to squash you in mm-hmm. business or who has something to say about you. I know that if I lined up against you, you're going to fucking lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah, that. that. That's that That's that dark side that we, and you have to, you know, what Jordan Peterson talks about is that's really, that's finding your whole self. When you understand the dark side and your shadow self that's when you become whole as a human being. Most people never discover that because it's the ugly side of them. It's the scary side. It's that I don't, you know, do you have the propensity to kill somebody? Like there's that psychological question. Could you kill somebody? Are your morals relative based upon the situation? The facts Those are all hard questions to answer, but to really touch that dark side and become that whole human being, you have to answer those questions. And I think like you, like, and I, like I have that dark side to me too. But I've learned to use it as a lawyer. I can take emotion out of things. I can I can operate from a pure perspective of logic and reason and, and be very cold and calculated and heartless in certain situations where I have to be. I'm able to do that because I understand the monster side of me. I've just chosen to use it differently. And that's that's a skill set you have to develop. But it's to become that whole human, you've got to it's it's ugly to look at. Yeah. And that's why most people don't do it. You know, when you when you stare at the monster and stare in the abyss, it wakes you up and you become a different person. Well, I think where you just said is about controlling your emotions is the key to that. right? Yeah, absolutely. And and a lot of business owners and I think a lot of people in general make the mm-hmm. mistake of they let their emotions get the best of them. Yeah. And then when your emotions get the best of you, you lose. You're done. There is you have zero chance of yep. success. You you'll feel instant regret at some yep. point. And if you don't feel instant regret then you're just, you have no self-awareness yeah, either. Yep. And self-awareness is, is also another big quality as far yeah. as being successful with those things. And, you know, I was a hothead when I was a kid, just mm-hmm. like anybody else who's 18 to 22 <laughs> in college and yeah. even younger. And you're just a competitive person yep. by nature. Um, you look at life differently. You always want to win. You always want the yep. best stuff and all those things. That's going to naturally make you an aggressive individual. Yeah. As you grow as a man, as a person, as a woman, whatever it may be, you start saying, okay, this is a problem if Mm -hmm. I stay in that capacity. Yeah. I need to get control of this because that thing that's so dangerous can also be so powerful for me Mm -hmm. in in defining and and really deciding what my success is actually going to be. Yeah. There have been times and times and times again where I wanted to call somebody up in business and Mm -hmm. say, fuck you. (laughs) fuck you. <laughs> and you don't do it. Right. Now I've done that yeah. once or twice. Yeah. And even when it's rightfully so, you just, yeah. you look back and you're like, eh, was it worth it? Yeah. It may have felt really good for right. that second, but that person really, how you really win that is that person's so irrelevant. Yeah. They're an asshole. They're an yep. idiot. Cool, man. Good for you. Yep. That's how you operate. I appreciate the opportunity to mm-hmm. do business with you. In my mind, I'm like, well, you fucked up this opportunity because yeah. I know where I'm going with yep. this. You were coming with me. Now you're not coming with me. Cool. Whatever. No big deal out of my skin. It is what it is. Yeah. And it's and that that's kind of that controlling the monster, right? Like I, 
I, I was on a podcast recently. I gave the example of this. I said, you know, when I was younger, like a good friend of mine, you know, he's, you know, I've always been very protective of him in situations. And I was telling him we went skiing a few years ago and he almost got, he was drunk and he almost got in a fight. Yeah. And this kid like started, he basically walked in front of the car and the kids like wanted to kill him. And I'm like, dude. And I like stepped him like, just, just get in the car, just stay in the car. Like, don't get out. That's going to be a mistake. I said, he's drunk. I apologize. You know, just stay in the car. That was me understanding the monster I have inside and controlling it. Years prior when we lived together, somewhat we had a party, someone said something to him. I picked the kid up by the neck, walked him out of the apartment, threw him down the steps. Yeah. And that was just, I didn't have the control of that monster inside of me. I just snapped. As I've gotten older and learned that side of me, I knew, I knew the propensity I had and what I could do that I didn't have to do it. And, that's, and that was a huge growth moment for me because I would have snapped younger. And now it's like, okay, I get that side of me. I know it's there. I know what, what I'm capable of. I don't have to use it. And that's, that's growth yeah. as a person. And in business, like you had that example, like that's, that's an important thing to do to find that and understand because if you don't control the monster and you let it control you, you'll lose your business. You'll fuck up. You'll, you'll destroy things. When you understand it and control it, you just move forward yeah. and you just don't let things get in the way. And the, and the world is a very, very small place. Oh, fuck yeah. Not only is the world small, but Pittsburgh's even smaller. <sighs> yes. And, <laughs> and that's the unique part about right. it. There, there are people that have, I've run into in the last couple of years that I never thought I'd ever see again, never talk to again. Yeah. Some of them I've actually, you know, I recently reconnected with someone that was a friend of mine and I haven't, I've not seen her name in forever. And she's married with two kids now yeah. and she's doing some cool stuff in um, like social media, pseudo, 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 um, influencer style things. Okay. And She's doing a really cool job. Yeah. And I have not seen her since high school. I've yeah. not talked to her since high school. Our lockers were next to each other. Mm -hmm. And I'm like following her page now. And I'm like, damn, good for her. Yeah, like, that's, that's awesome. That's fucking cool. Yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, man, like, all right. Yeah. Th this, this is what life's about yep. is don't burn bridges. Take care of people. Yep. Do what's right. 100%. Put the best foot forward. Help somebody out when you can help somebody out yeah. with something. Yep. And also, you know what? Now, if, if she ever needs anything, cool. I'll help you for yep. sure. And and I don't know what she thought about me growing up. And I don't know, maybe I was a jerk at times because just like anybody is, but yeah. it was just, it was a really cool situation because she was the first person that I've connected with that I haven't seen in 20 some years, yeah. you know, roughly 20 some yeah. years. And it's just like, man, like Pittsburgh's a small place. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it, a small place. It is. And that's why, you know, I, I, I try and give that advice to my son. I'm like, you know, you never know when your path will cross with someone. So I, I you know, I, I preach kindness, right? Be kind to people, yeah. but don't let people walk all over you. There's a difference between nice and being kind. Yeah. Like, don't be a pushover, like hold your ground, have conviction in life, but treat everybody with kindness and respect because you never know when your path will cross. And especially in this market, like we're three degrees from anybody. I believe in the Pittsburgh market, it's not six degrees of separation. It's three degrees. Yeah. Like, if I need to get a hold of someone or you need to get a hold of someone, I could probably call you or you could call me and we know someone that knows someone or we know that person. Pretty much that's how this market is. And it's, yeah, it's a small world, man. Dude, I was thinking about my network the other day and I'm, I'm probably at a point where I'm one phone call away from anybody in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. 
essentially. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, tomorrow I'm going to Florida and I have a meeting with a, a gentleman who's a billionaire. Yeah. And it's like, now that's that's my next like big opportunity. Yeah. And whether it goes somewhere or not, great. It's just going to be cool to pick his brain, yeah. chat with him about life and everything. And, and I thought about that. And I was like, well, he's a billionaire, man. That's like pretty high level. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, that opens up yeah. a lot of opportunity yep. for me. Um, hopefully I provide a good product service experience yeah. for that person to want to continue the friendship. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully we help each other grow. And yeah. I think I could help somebody who's already that, that much yeah. further financially than me. And, yep. and it's because it's not about gifting something. It's yeah. about the, the growth of a conversation. Yeah. It's about the growth of a friendship yeah. uh, situation or whatever it may be. Yeah. And when you realize that how everybody's super connected yeah. and how everybody's super dialed in, it just makes you look at things differently and it makes you uh, appreciate things. Yeah. And I'm, I, I guess I'm interested in, in when you talk with your son about those things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know your relationship with yeah. him is super incredible. He's yeah. such a great kid and I Thank still have you. to meet him. Yeah. Um, still haven't had a chance to, but yeah. How does he react to that? Because I know putting myself in, yeah. in my shoes when I, or his shoes when I was that age, yeah. fuck off, dad. No, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like how, how, you know, he's a man now and he actually listens and, and, and it's, and it's scary to me because he's so much like me. Like he looks like me, his mannerisms, he talks, he thinks like me, like we joke the same way, but he's always, one thing I love about my son is that he's always listened and he's watched. I remember, and I'll, I'll tell you a story because, you know, I, I always, you know, say that, you know, you treat women with respect there's certain there's just certain things i've always done you know open car doors you know pay that's just me that's how i was raised and i remember like i never told him to do those things right? i never told him like this is what you do and i remember him picking him up from his mom's house while he was out with friends he was i think 14 or 15 and he was i picked him up at an ice cream place and he was with a bunch of girls and i remember he got in the car and we were driving away and i was joking i said hey i said did you pay for all the girls Without missing a beat, he looked at me, he's like, yeah, because that's what a man does. That's cool. And I was like, fuck. And that's the first moment as a parent where I realized they're watching. Because I never told him that's what you do. Never had that conversation. Never had that conversation, but he's watching and seeing what I do and seeing how I operate in the world. And that just created this sense of responsibility in me that's like, shit, like he, he is going to become me. And whether he knows it or not, like he's gonna model my behavior and I have to act a certain way. So when we talk about business stuff and network, like I always, I always tell him, you know, treat everybody, like your network is everything. Like you wanna, you wanna be friends with everybody. Don't ever think you're better than someone. Don't ever treat anybody like an asshole. Like if they, if they wrong you, just let it go. Like don't fight back because that network is so important. Like you were saying, like how, how connected everybody is. Like today, for instance, my business partner, our olive oil company, he, I'm, I'm doing the LLS campaign for, you know, the man of the yep. year. So we're raising money. He got Mike Sullivan, this famous artist to donate like paintings. To Pittsburgh my artist, right? He's, I think he's from Arizona or California, but he's like done like stuff for like, um, best damn sports show, like a lot of like really famous artwork. And he, so he sent two photos of one of Conor McGregor, a painting and one of Nolan Ryan and my business partner, he's like, he's like, I'm going to call Conor's agent and see if I can get him to like send a picture of him holding the picture. And I'm like, so he like literally knows Conor McGregor's agent. He went to school with him and he called him up today. And it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like how, how the world works. And it's just, and it's all in that relationship with that individual in particular stemmed from someone saying that they thought the two of us should meet because we'd run in similar circles and we could probably help each other. Mm -hmm. Had no idea who he was, was years ago, met him downtown, went downtown Pittsburgh, 
in the middle of a blizzard. We met and just talked for two hours. We just became friends. Yeah. Now we're business partners in an olive oil and wine business. And he's one of my closest friends. And it's just crazy. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I preach to my son. Like, there's opportunity everywhere. Don't be an asshole. Treat people the right way and operate with kindness in the world. And that'll take you farther than any intelligence, than any other thing will. It's just, it's such a powerful thing. And it's, it's really important for people to understand. Yeah, and I think you, you know, whenever you said that kids are watching or they're watching yeah. or whatever, I, 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 that's a big part of where I got everything on mm -hmm. my end is with my dad and my mom mm -hmm. as well. She's, yeah. she's always been the one that we host family holidays, yep. Christmas, Easter. They always orchestrated things. Yep. My dad, you put a napkin on your lap when you were a kid. You yeah. took your hat off at the yep. dinner table. And some of those things I'm cool with, like yeah. the hat thing I'm cool with, yeah. depending on where you are, environment-based. Sure. But when I was growing up, it didn't matter if I was at a sports yeah. bar with them for lunch, dinner, whatever. Yeah. If I was inside, outside, the hat was off if I was mm -hmm. sitting down to have food. Yeah. And I hated it at the time, but I look back, I'm like, man, those are just things that you just instill from a discipline yep. standpoint. Absolutely. You know, I even to this day, I open up the car door for mm -hmm. any any woman, even, yeah. you know, Krista, who I work with, I yeah. try to open her yep. door. Um, you know, my girlfriend, I open her, up mm -hmm. her door all the time. And there are things that I look and I, I now look at adults that are... Yeah. 50, 60, 70 mm -hmm. that don't do those things. Yeah. A lot of guys my age certainly don't do those yeah. things. And it just makes you realize how different life is now, yeah. but also how important those things are, not from a standpoint of, hey, this person does this because it's a respect yeah. for the right thing to do, but it talks about the discipline or character of who yeah. they have inside of them. Absolutely. And I think that's another benefit of, of, of life and growth and all these mm -hmm. other things is just who you are deep down. Yeah. And that dictates a lot of the success. And all these mm -hmm. things are make make you more well polished to mm -hmm. give you a better opportunity of success. Yeah, I mean, I I notice those things in people. Like I, I I notice, uh, you know, I was I'm Italian. I was raised traditionally. Like my grandmother, and my mother, you know, just instilled certain sets of values in me and certain ways of operating in the world. Like I always notice if a man walks in a doorway before a woman. Yep. Like no, the woman should walk in first. Hold the door. Like, don't be an asshole. Like, let the woman go up the steps first. Like, walk on the outside of the street. Like, those little things I notice. Yeah. And if I see someone doing it the opposite way that I think it should, I, I find myself forming a judgment. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't, but I'm like, that just tells me how they think. Like, because it says a lot, right? It's those little things like sending a handwritten thank you card after an interview or, or any type of thank you. Like that's important. If you don't do that, like I'm, I'm not going to hire you. Yeah. If you don't send me a thank you email after me uh, interview, you can be the best candidate on the job. But if you don't take the time and have the respect and the self-awareness to know that's important, it's never going to work. Yeah. And those and, little things matter. And th those are defining principles yeah. of character and Absolutely. character is everything. And character will always be the flagship of yep. Uh, life. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm 35 years old now. It's not old. No, not at all. But it's also not 15, 18, 20, right. you know, so it's, it's at that sweet spot where I'm starting to think about things different. Yeah. I'm, I think about death every now and mm -hmm. again. I think about life. I think about my future. I think about what ifs. Mm -hmm. And I start analyzing every situation. And, and to, to what you had just said about, you know, judging that person yeah. on who they are, you know, I, every, every, 
minute in my life is almost accounted for yeah. from a standpoint of having to do something. Yep. And when it comes down to having to do something, that makes me have to interpret what can I do and what can't I do? Yeah. And where's my time valued at? Mm-hmm. And when I have an experience with someone that does that, that doesn't open the door, mm-hmm. doesn't let somebody walk before them. Yep. Or if you're somewhere and, and there's an elderly lady standing yep. and you're sitting, get the fuck up and let yep. her sit down. That's exactly. what you're supposed to do. 100%. Because now I'm I'm constantly figuring out who who's next in my corner, who's who, mm-hmm. who can I help? Yep. Or also how can they benefit me yep. in my life? life. Yep. And if I find that somebody doesn't have those characteristics, yeah. I already know that I'm probably not going to vibe with them. Absolutely. So, so without even having to have that conversation, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm probably wrong because there may be situations that I may yeah. not do those or I slip Sure. Um, very rarely, if yeah. at all, but it also lets me eliminate wasting time mm-hmm. because I'm so aware of every situation and every surrounding yeah. near me. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, and that's a, that's an interesting thing because I think that speaks to a person's character. Th- those little things they do because how, uh, what's the saying? How you operate when, when you do something is how you operate when you do everything or how you operate when no one's watching is how you operate when people are watching. And it's, you know, don't take the shortcuts. Like don't, you know, don't half-ass things. It's do the right thing in life. Like you're not always going to be perfect. No one's supposed to be. I'm, I'm the most flawed man there is. I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with my f- faults and flaws, but there are certain defining principles that I live by and that I want to make sure that the people I surround myself with also live by those principles. Because if not, we won't get along. Like if you have disrespect for other people in life, I'm not going to fucking gel with you because I I believe in respecting everybody. Whether you fuck me over or not, that doesn't mean I'm not going to respect you as a human being. I may not respect you as a business person or opposing counsel or other side of a transaction. I'm still, you're a human being just like me. I'll respect you on that level. And it's, you have to find people and build that circle. Like we talked, coming back to what we talked about earlier, the circle that have those defining characteristics that you do. That's how you truly grow as a person, as a business owner and become truly successful in life. Like that's what it's about. Like money aside, all all the material things aside, like living life with people that operate the way you do and see the world like you do, that's what really matters the most in my opinion. Do you, do you have any regrets thus far and from the journey that you've been on in the last couple of years? Is there anything that you're you're like, man, I should have did this differently or no, because, because I, you know, I, again, the cliches, I, I don't live with regrets because it, it, it's learning. It's, everything like i've made some shitty business deals i've fucked up a bunch of times do i regret those no because i learned from them it it got like who i am today like sitting here right now is because of all those things that happened those business dealings those relationships those people that i cut out of my life those new people in my life all of that stuff has made me who i am if i had a regret i wouldn't be who i am today so I don't regret Would I go back if I could go back and do things differently. Would I maybe look at things? Yeah, I definitely would. But that doesn't mean I regret doing them. It's it's the 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 viewpoint I had at the time. Looking back, it was probably wrong. I don't regret it. I would change it if I could do it again. 
Yeah, I'm the same way. I, there's, I actually have zero regrets yeah. in my life whatsoever, and I'm actually proud of the, yeah. the um, all decisions I made, yeah. right, wrong, and different, yeah. whatever. Um, some of the most bonehead situations that I could have put myself in, I'm yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah, like, same here. Because it all it all dictates a story yep. of what's happening in my life, and it's all yep. been part of building me to be who I am yeah. today. Yeah. And you you can't you can't dwell on those things. No, it's our journey. It's it's the hero's journey, and we're each writing our own story. Yeah. We're each the hero of our own book, and it's we're gonna go through trials and tribulations along the way and you can't regret those you just have to embrace them and learn from them and just move forward just don't make that same mistake again like yeah. that's the biggest thing people do is they keep making the same mistake they don't really learn from it and it's i make mistakes all the time every single day but that's how i get better as a person as a business owner as a lawyer and that's that's the key to success in my opinion what's your top three um you know, most important things for somebody that's trying to start a business, somebody that's trying to mm -hmm. um, change their life, their perspective on things, you know, two, three things that mm. you think are probably the top prioritization on that list. And that oh, could be, that could be, that could literally be anything. Yeah, that's a good you know, question. Simplify it to a T because I think, you know, whenever people tune into to this and especially people that have kind of replied on social media or reach mm -hmm. out to me in general with a lot of it's like, Hey, I'm, you know, your story's unique because it just never given up. Your yeah. story's unique because of the, you know, doing mm -hmm. this or doing that. And, you know, I, I know the people that listen to this, I have a extreme interest in improving in some capacity, yeah. whether it's business, life, personal, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, and you've become very successful and have been, you know, throughout Thank your you. career. You know, is there, are there things that you, Hey, these are the musts. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple. The, the first one is be willing to work harder than anybody else because starting a business, owning a business, it's not easy and it's a lot of work and you've got to be willing to work a little bit harder than everybody else. Like it's, I, I I'm not the smartest dude. Like I, I, I was born with some intelligence, but I'll outwork anybody. And it's, I'm nowhere near where I want to be in life, right? I'm no, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm way farther along, farther along than I thought I would be at this point. And it's all attributable mostly to hard work. Like I've just put in the time. It's, that's the first thing you got to do. The, the second thing I believe is extremely important. This is where I see a lot of people go wrong is never think you're an expert because if you think you're an expert, you're already dead in the water because there's always more to learn. And too many people just think they get to a certain point and they've become the expert. You know, they now have the podcast where they, you know, they're the coach's coach or they're this. I'm like, no, no, no. The moment you start thinking that, someone's gonna blow you by you because you always have to be a lifelong student. Always be willing to learn from other people. Whether they're above you or below you, you can always learn from someone. And then the last, and it's going to come back to what I said before, just be fucking kind. Yep. Like for fuck's sake, like just, just be so kind. Simple. It's so simple. Like it's, we're taught it as kids and it, that doesn't mean be weak. That doesn't mean be a pusher. That just means treat people with decency and respect. And if you, if we all did that in the fucking world, we'd be living in a totally different world right now. But people have lost that. People have this victim mentality. There's the fourth thing I would say. Drop the victim mentality. Yeah. Like, if you don't like your situation, fucking change it. And if you're not going to change it, suck it up and deal with it. 
I, I see, and, and, I, and it's, it's a lot of the younger generation. I'll say it, like my son's generation coming up, it's this, oh, you know, we're, we're, we can't make more money. We can't, I'm like, yeah, you can. You might have to work 18 hours a day. You can't work eight hours a day and play Call of Duty for eight hours a day and expect to drive a Lamborghini. It just doesn't work that way. The math doesn't add up. But there's this victim mentality we have in the world and people embrace it. And if you wanna be successful, you gotta drop the victim mentality. Those would be my four yeah. pieces of advice. So I, you know, this, this, this has been fun and yeah. a lot of the stuff that, you know, we've talked you know, order and chaos to yeah. mindset, to physical health, to mental health, all yeah. these things that play into it. And at the end of the day, it's just, it's just every single day you wake up, yeah. you do good, you do what's right. Yep. And, and the path will start carving itself mm -hmm. for you. When the path starts carving itself for you, then you start strategizing on how do I get down the path further? Yep. You're never going to find the straight line. You're never going to find the straight path. Yep. That's the beauty of life. That's the beauty of success. And that's the beauty of growth. Yeah. When you run into these hiccups, when you try to run into the jungle and realize it's not going to be a yeah. smooth transition <laughs> through the jungle, when you, you know, you run into a situation where you never experienced before, Hey, stop and break it down. Mm -hmm. Think about things, use people in your network, use resources that you have to figure out how do you win and how do you get past yeah. it? Every single situation has an outcome. Yeah. Every single situation gives you an opportunity to learn, grow, conquer, and move forward. Yep. And every single person that's out there, you have to keep going and you push, you push, and you push. And whenever you start realizing what the purpose of life is, mm -hmm. which we're all here and we don't know what that is, yeah. you can only interpret what that purpose of life. Yep. And I think the people that end up being the most successful are literally the ones that are the most happy yeah. because they appreciate where they are in life. They yeah. understand where they are in life and they're always trying to improve in the mind, body, spirit of life. Yep. And those things there will take you to the end. Yeah. It's, it's it, to, to, to finish it out. Like I, I'll, I'll still quote from Ed Milet, like living blissfully unsatisfied. Okay. Like that's when I heard them, like that's how I live. Like it's, I love my life and I love what I get to do, but I'm never going to be satisfied ever. No. And it's, ever. And, and maybe that's a fault of me because people think, well, when is enough? I'm like, it's, it's not about acquiring more. It's about being more and, and doing more and growing more. Like that's a blissfully dissatisfied is in my mind, the best way to put it. And that's how I want to live. And that's how I'll continue to live forever. Yeah. And it's, it's, it sums up everything in a nutshell to yeah. me. Well, and, and lastly, it's even, you know, simplified down to playing the video games as a kid or something, yeah. right? You play those games and it could be the same board or it yeah. can be, you know, if it's a sports game, you're playing a competition, yeah. you're, you're investing time and yeah. you're investing something to get better. There's mm -hmm. no end goal. Yeah. You're going to keep playing the game yep. and when you're bored or when you want to do it, you're mm -hmm. playing the game. Yeah. Life is no different. You're yep. playing the game of yeah, life. Exactly. And the faster you understand that and the faster you, you, that you accept the way you navigate life is just the way you navigate a game. Yep. You're going to win. Absolutely. So couldn't agree more. Well, my friend. I, I appreciate you coming in, man. This was awesome. Um, we're going to, as all the last couple of guests, I want to have you on again at some yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely, but, man. I'd be happy um, to. This is cool just because it's a different perspective than, you know, just your journey. It's, it's, yeah. I want people to understand whenever they listen to this, that they're going to get benefits off yeah. of this. I want them to pick up something tangible that yeah. they could take. And, you know, as you talk about your story, I hope that other people kind of can, can put themselves in, in their position, yeah. 
based off of what you're talking about. And, and there, there's so much useful information that's come. So I appreciate you doing this, man. No, I appreciate um, the opportunity, man. I always enjoy this with you. Absolutely, so, man. Awesome. Appreciate you guys tuning in as always. And uh, we'll get another episode out here next week. And uh, thanks so much. Go ahead, click subscribe, like, share, whatever you can do. And if you need some business advice, business help, Rocco is the man. He will make time as he promised. And uh, he won't bill you for that. No, and, uh, definitely at not. At least for now. So, no, not at all. No, thanks, guys. Have a good week. And we'll talk to you soon.